This is episode 79. This is Crowdfunding Uncut, the place where creators and entrepreneurs come to learn how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. Here's your host, Kirsten Ross. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I'd like to thank the guys over at GadgetFlow for sponsoring this episode. GadgetFlow is a product discovery platform that reaches more than 25 million people per month. They've helped more than 6,000 crowdfunding campaigns and also companies like Sony and Amazon boost their sales and exposure through their community. So if you're looking for another way to get exposure to your crowdfunding campaign, be sure to go to thegadgetflow.com slash submit to find out more information. Just want to say thank you to the guys over at Backerkit for sponsoring this episode. Um, if you are looking to fulfill a product, which, hey, if you're running a crowdfunding campaign, you generally are. Uh, they work with digital products and physical products as a fulfillment software service to help you manage any changes of in-customer information, upsells, downsells, um, you name it. They help you keep that organized. And trust me when I say that you're going to screw up some orders if you are managing by spreadsheet. Um, and that is not what you should be doing. As soon as your campaign wraps up, you need to focus on getting the prototyping and the manufacturing set and looking at go-to-market strategy and sales, launching on Amazon, all that stuff. And you should not be buried deep in customer data and fulfillment and logistics because frankly, there is a better way and it's backer kit. So Backerkit was actually founded by a frustrated creator who, at the time, uh, there were no options for fulfillment software, and so he created it, and that is Backerkit. So to find out more, head over to backerkit.com, and they have a special promo for uncut listeners, which is you guys. And that code, if you just go to checkout, is uncut, U-N-C-U-T, and they're giving you 50% off of their... Um, their setup fee, which is a pretty fantastic deal. And the guys are awesome, so if you're listening, hello. And again, backerkit.com. Well, let's get back to the episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Um, this week, I'm gonna switch things up a little bit by doing a solo episode of the show. And I want to talk about one specific question that I get asked a lot, either directly or indirectly. Um, if you're not familiar with what I do outside of the podcast, I'm a Kickstarter strategist and um, I help companies just like you guys listening launch physical products using either Kickstarter or Indiegogo online. And I find that because I get a lot of referrals and I got a lot of people who like they hear crowdfunding and they think, okay, cool, I can raise money to bring my invention to life or my event or my cause or whatever it is that you guys may be working on. Um, The one question I get asked a lot is, is my product right for crowdfunding? And I find that um, there's a big misconception online because what you see is Kickstarter and what you see are all these great projects raising a ton of money, but you don't know whether your thing fits the mold of what makes a traditional Kickstarter campaign. So you ask me the question, is my can- is my product right for crowdfunding? And I wanted to have a conversation around this to help you guys understand a little bit more on how Kickstarter works and to see whether it's even a viable option for you. Some of you listening may be in the development stages of your product and you're looking at different ways to bring it online, be it through Amazon, uh, Shopify, building your own audience, or whether you should fast track it through Kickstarter. So 
Um, let's dig in. I think the first thing to understand about Kickstarter and Indiegogo are the people on those websites and how they think. Um, anyone on those sites are looking for new gadgets and cool, innovative products that are not available anywhere else. That's one of the beauties of crowdfunding right now is that that's where the newest, hottest inventions like AR, VR are going to be available on public marketplace for pre-order or funding. And so you look at that and you think, okay, well, what if I have an app, for example? Or what if I, like, I don't know if it's successful. The first thing you should do is look and see if anyone has tried raising money for your thing before. Um, yes, you got to do on the Googles. And once you identify that, yes, campaigns similar to, or similar to your product have been funded before, um, great, you know, okay, so this could, this could be crowdfundable. The second thing is if you have a truly different solution that's never been done before, um, look Ask yourself who is your customer because how Kickstarter works is people give you money in exchange for something. So generally, if you have a product, they're buying, you're pre-buying your product, um, and that's what they get in exchange. So if you're, pro what are you offering in exchange? If you are offering something where your customer is going to be uh, Twitter, an enterprise solution, or big well, companies are your buyer, they are not going to do very well on a crowdfunding platform because people on those crowdfunding platforms are people like you and I who would go to Amazon to buy products. So consumers are your end goal to get. So your product can be crowdfunded if it's been done before or if someone's been already selling your thing before. So you just make sure there's a need. Secondly, um, just what I just said around being consumer focused and and we're and just uh, asking yourself like who, what it, who's going to buy this and are they the right customer that's on this platform? Okay, the um, the next thing is can I crowdfund for this thing? So the thing around crowdfunding is that it's an event based project, meaning you say I want to raise ten thousand dollars to bring my film to production, or I want to raise $50,000 for initial tooling and manufacturing of my product. Um, it's based around an event and creating a story around why you need X dollars to do this, okay? So if you can fit your project into that mold that you need something to bring it to life or to create a new product, then that is exactly great for crowdfunding. Um, the fourth thing you should look for is really just look at if your product is something that's actually going to sell. Is there a need for your product? This is where we get into validating your idea before. Um, this video is not about how to validate your idea. If you want to know how to validate, there's so many great resources online. Um, if you like reading, Pat Flynn put out a great book called Will It Fly, which is how to validate your idea before you sink money into it and waste your time. So make sure you have something that tr people truly need. So if it solves a specific problem, people are willing to pay for and validate that. Um, you, I sometimes get like, there's this misconception that, okay, well, the thing is like my, 
product is not truly different. It's not like never been done before. It's already been done. Can I still crowdfund? Because crowdfunding seems like it's for all these new amazing gadgets that like for futuristic inventions. And like my thing is just a spatula that reinvents how spatulas have been done before, for example. So if you have a product that um, is already being done, you would consider it like a me too product. In order to crowdfund it, it has to be truly different. And a example that I like to look at is uh, if you've been studying Kickstarter, you know that Bobax travel jacket a couple years ago raised 10 million plus on Kickstarter um, before going over to Indiegogo. Uh, Bobax is a travel jacket for um, backpackers, entrepreneurs, and like millennials that have 15 pockets, basically carry everything you need onto a plane with you or just for traveling. The thing is that Bobax may have raised a ton of money, but they were not the first company to come out with an amazing travel jacket. You look at Scotty Vest, which is um, very different. Like it's the same concept. It's a travel jacket for business travelers with a million pockets. Um, my friend Peter Shankman is he invests in their company, so I got to uh, like that's how I know about Scotty Vest, and they like have just this amazing solution. But Bobax wasn't first to market yet; they still had a really successful campaign. How did they do it? Well, they took an idea that was already done. And they positioned it to a different demographic. So where Scotty Vest might be more for business travelers, Bobax is more for the millennial backpacker style, um, like lifestyle entrepreneur, whatever, whatever, whatever. So you can take the same idea or the same kind of product and market it differently, or you can reinvent it. So just say you have an amazing spatula, but maybe the problem with most spatulas on the market is that the grip is super uncomfortable or uh, it stains all the time with tomato sauce or whatever, or like splinters, whatever the main problem are problems are with a spatula, how can you do it better? And if you figure out a way to do it better, that can be crowdfunded. What does not do well on crowdfunding is products that have no difference to something else that's already on the market because there's no nothing truly unique or different about it. So keep that in mind. Uh, so I'm saying that crowdfunding doesn't have to be for all these amazing unicorn products that have never been done before. Just look and see how you can present a better solution to what's already been done. And that could be an amazing way to crowdfund for it. So that is how crowdfunding works and if your product can be crowdfunded. But if you are now listening to this or like watching this because I'm making this YouTube video, um, if you're like, okay, great, my product ticks all those boxes so I can crowdfund. The next thing that I want to cover is when you should crowdfund. I do not mean like December or like what actual date you should crowdfund. What I mean is like what stage in the development of your product do you want to crowdfund? Now, um, because I've been in the industry for a couple years now, um, I started take like, I started taking projects on that were at the idea phase where they didn't actually have a prototype. And then now I will not touch a product unless if there's a prototype behind it and proof of concept. And I want to talk about why I do that. Crowdfunding for me is, I see it as a long-term game. I don't see it as a one-time event where you're like, okay, I'm maybe I'm going to raise some money for this product and then deliver it and then that's it. 
Um, I look at crowdfunding as a way to create a business online. So when I start with clients and entrepreneurs who are early stage about to launch this product, I like to know what their long-term ambitions are for it, which means that they need to make some smart decisions on how they create their campaign. So going into that, if you have a physical product, there are different stages of product development. Um, If you listen to the podcast, you should check out my interviews with uh, Philip Valica from the product startup that talks about the entire development process. Um, Just great guy. And in terms of that, um, there are two different times you can crowdfund. You can crowdfund at the idea phase where you're just like, before I sink all my money into this, I want to make sure I have something that sells. And then you have the time where you've sunk a bit of money into it and you have a prototype that actually works and you've proven concept and you have something ready to go. The difference is that t- like at the idea stage, you don't know what kind of development costs you're going to incur to develop a prototype. Um, you don't know if your thing can actually be made. You don't know... Um, you don't have a product that you can bring to potential customers and get feedback to see what they love and hate about it, to sculpt the product, um, all this stuff. But like, I can go into a million different things. Um, but I think what's really important is that if you are at the idea phase and you estimate your costs, your costs when you actually get funded and deliver are going to be astronomically different to what is actually going to happen. So what this means is if you just guesstimate what your shipping is and you guess what your product development costs are, chances are nine times out of 10, once your campaign is finished, you're going to burn through your cash quickly and you're going to have to go for external investment and you're going to incur a ton of delays because with manufacturing, just nothing goes according to schedule. So not only have you potentially bankrupted yourself and needed external investment because you will underestimate costs when you aren't far enough in the development process, but unforeseen circumstances are going to cause delays, which are going to cause your project to be fulfilled 12 or 18 months later than it is. If you want to know why so many campaigns deliver late, it's because creators crowdfunded too early. And I really feel that in order to um, reduce delays and properly estimate your costs, you've got to understand what the supply chain looks like, which means that when you crowdfund, when you have a prototype ready to go, this means that you have been in communication with manufacturers. You know how much it is going to cost per unit plus or minus for error. You're going to know what timelines are. You already have suppliers, fulfillment, all your partners lined up ready to go so that once you your campaign is finished, that's when you're like, okay, guys, we got the money, let's start. Um, as opposed to, okay, we have the money, let's now develop the prototype and then hope for the best. Um, so in summary... In order to make sure that you reduce your margin for error and you don't make the mistakes that most startup creators make, be as far along in the development process as possible so you can properly estimate your costs and you know what you're getting into for manufacturing and 
you've truly educated yourself because what you are doing is you are creating a startup and crowdfunding is as risky as having a startup. So the last thing you want to do is be too early in that funding journey because really what you have to look at crowdfunding money raised is debt. And I say debt because you can have a hundred, say a thousand customers give you money, you've raised $500,000. And now that is your budget to deliver the product. But more often than not, especially with hardware startups, you are going to have to look for external funding to be able to buy inventory, customs, development, because things just go wrong. And I'm saying this, I may have just talked you out of crowdfunding, but the reality is that I'm really passionate about this and bringing the right products to market because I believe that although, I believe that not everyone should crowdfund. I believe that you need to um, be serious about turning this into something should you explode and your campaign goes viral, you now have created a business and I want to make sure you treat it like a business. But the only, uh, the other thing is that, um, crowdfunding is a multi-billion dollar industry, which means that, it means lost my train of thought, um, multi-billion dollar industry, which means that it is now the go-to route of funding for a lot of startups. But because a lot of startups and because a lot of crowdfunding campaigns don't, they don't uh, uh, fund at the right time, all of a sudden, the people who made your dream possible, aka your backers, get screwed in the process. Your backers get screwed because there are delays um, or some projects don't even fulfill. Like there's a small number, but more often than not, they say that if you're six weeks late in delivering a crowdfunding campaign, that is early because the average is like 12 to 18 months late. And these delays are caused by startup founders and creators not estimating things properly and going through the horrors of manufacturing if you are not ready. So I'm really passionate about this because if we continue to not educate creators on when the right time is and to make sure the right people are crowdfunding for things, then the very people who made this industry possible are getting screwed in the process and it's going to destroy the industry. So that is my piece. Um, If you have any questions, please email me because I'd love your feedback on uh, what you think of the solo episode and if this is something you would like me to do more of or just stick to interviewing creators. Um, It's 2017. I'm ready to try new stuff. And I mean, if you have decided that, okay, I know the risks, I've done my research, and yes, I still want to look into crowdfunding to see if I'm ready for it, um, you could head over to crowdfundinguncut.com. I have created a physical product launch checklist that... Um, lays out a roadmap for six months before your launch, how to build marketing efforts and build an audience and all the things that we talk about on the show. Um, you can avail, like just get that free download and it's the exact system that I've created in the trenches uh, helping creators raise multiple seven figures um, with projects. So, I mean, this has been awesome. I love ranting. I think that's one of the things I'm best at. And... Um, and obviously with a positive spin, but I mean, this has been great and uh, we will see you guys next week.
Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.